There is no one person who could ever say that in life they have never found themselves dealing with bullshit. (laughs) Rather, that's the shit you deal with with your family, your friends, finding love, or getting your coins. I'm your host, Kenya Nicole, everybody's favorite big sis, and this is On Your Shit Podcast, where the strangest shit bring us into our power and help us fulfill great missions. Join me for those hard-to-muster conversations, expressions of life lessons, along with special guests as we work together to own our shit. Own Your Shit Podcast, presented by Stronger Than My Struggles. Hey guys, it's everybody's favorite big sis, your girl Kenya Nicole, and this is another episode of Own Your Shit Podcast. Own Your Shit Podcast is where the strangest shit bring us into our power and help us fulfill great missions. I want to thank you for tuning in and joining me as we muster up the courage to have those hard conversations. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about what happens when you fall for old shit that is on the same shit. Like, how do you fall for old shit? That's on the same shit. Um, if you guys have tuned in to my social media profile and you've seen the advertisement for uh, this series that I'm currently running, this will be a five part series where I am going to be very transparent with you guys. I will be very naked and unashamed. And I think that sometimes from social media, we feel a little bit entitled to people's business, if you ask me. And sometimes we think we really know a person just because of what they post. We assume that we understand that person's life or that we know those individuals life without being honest with the fact that what we see online is an actual um edited version that's been edited and cut for the viewing audience per se okay and so in order for me to be naked and unshamed I had to be my raw and authentic self and so I prayed on this and I wanted to know how would I be able to make impact with this podcast Um, for those of you who are not first-time listeners then you know that originally when I started off with this podcast there was a co-host there was someone that I uh, desired to do this with however I've been going through a very transformative space in my life where I've taken inventory self-inventory 
and then inventory of all the things people places that i was attached to because attachment is much more different than connected and so in my process of eliminating my attachments that was one of the relationships that had to end now again today we are talking about what happens when you fall for old shit that is on the same shit whether that's an old love an old habit an old pattern an old belief what happens when you fall for old shit that's on the same shit well I'll tell you guys what happened to me um a few months ago you guys may have tuned in and listened to our co my co-parenting um episode and you don't have to bear with me because I'm so used to saying we I have to get used to the nor make this normal that I'm doing this this is a solo project now anyway a few months ago, I did an episode on co-parenting and I invited my co-parent on to do this episode with me. And he and I have had to work through a lot and unpack a lot. Um, as far as me, I went through a lot of healing because of that uh, relationship. That relationship brought to the surface um, some unhealed things within myself that had absolutely nothing to do with him, but it also brought forth some things that, um, had everything to do with, um, some decisions that were made on his part. Cause I can only take accountability for myself, but I believe that we should always hold people accountable for their actions. So often we, um, we take ownership of things that we should not be owning. So I own my shit and I'm going to let him own his. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, It had been years since I associated myself with this individual. I just I operated in this space to where I needed my walls up. And it was hard to parent with someone that I, I felt I needed to protect myself so heavily from. And so eventually over time with much prayer, a lot of forgiveness, um, a lot of faith, I was able to unpack what I felt in that situation, free myself from it, um, wipe the slate clean between he and I and get to this, get to this space to where I wanted Kingston to be able to experience the best version of me and the best version of his dad as we work together to now take accountability and responsibility for this beautiful child that became the product of our connection. Well, our attachment because over the over the scope of years i realized that there was some codependency in that relationship um on both parts not just his but also on mine anyway um we got to this space to where we were able to be in the same room with each other and um 
I'm about to put y'all all in my business. And I have to tell you my truth in order to help you apply the things that I'm going to give you at the end of the episode. Okay. So, um, we took this road trip together and it was for the benefit of our son. We took this road trip and we had what I thought was a breakthrough moment conversation where we were very open and honest with with one another about the space that we were in we were transparent about our feelings because I still had love for him he still had love for me I'm gonna always have love for him but I am no longer in love with him and so we were expressing these things and you know you know how the flesh can be when you are in that moment and you're, you know, we're on this long road trip listening to all these, this, this playlist that he made with all these love songs. And now we're in this space where we're revisiting feelings that we have yet to explore after all of these years. And so, um, long story short, we we went to dinner, we did all of that. And so I asked the question, you know, are you dating? Are you seeing anybody? And he was like, no, I'm just at random seeing some random people, nobody I'm committed to. I said, are you sure? Because I know you, I was in a relationship with you. This man, you guys, this man cheated on me. And so, um, he said, no, I said, cause we don't have any need to lie or reason to lie to one another. And so I expressed to him that I just, I'm openly dating, that I'm not in anything monogamous with anybody. And so from there, we're just talking, you know, um, he calls me one day and he says that he wants to come over and make breakfast for myself and my children. And so I'm like, oh, okay. So now he's sending me all these, you know, pictures of items and stuff that he's going to order to make us this breakfast. And I'm like, okay. So I'm discussing it with my girls because not only did we, um, get to a place in a space between he and I, he actually came through one day for my daughter. And so my daughters, they were like, mom, I really think, you know, time has passed. The both of you look like you've put in the work, you've healed. He's not seeing anybody. You're not seeing anybody. So long story short, I was revisiting the idea of what if I allowed this man to come back into my life. Now, y'all, I vowed that I would never see this man again. Again, we are talking about what happens when you fall for old shit. That is on the same shit. Okay. And so. I'm asking him these questions. So you know. About you know. Where does he live? You know. um, I'm noticing that he's. Not in the car that I'm used to seeing him in. He tells me this is a new car. This is his new car. And so I'm like okay so. But something inside of me and and you guys, you have to be, you have to not ignore your intuition, but something inside of me as much as 
the fantasy of me of, of the situation, there was a part of me, I'm not going to even call it a fantasy. There was a part of me that wanted the family dynamic that he and I used to have. And when you go online, people can, again, they can present themselves in such a way that all you see is the edited and cut version of their life. And so online, all I see is a single man who looks like he's working on himself, look like he's, you know, only focused on his kids, no signs of, of, of anything that is a relationship. And he's telling me that he's not in a relationship. And so I'm trusting his word because it's been years and I'm not holding on to old stuff. You would need to really like fuck up this time for me to hold that against you. So anyway, um, I come home and you guys, I know everybody love Mr. Kingston, but I come home. And I asked Mr. Kingston, I said, Kingston, because I really wanted to know, like, what would my kids think about this? As parents, especially single parents, good parenting always considers you want you want your happiness, but you always consider the environment in which you will be putting your children in as well. So I asked Mr. Kingston, I said, Kingston, would you be OK if mommy went out on a date with daddy? And Kingston says, yes. And so I'm like, okay, that's good. And so I say, Kingston, daddy's going to come and make breakfast for us. And he said, he is. I said, yes, I'm showing him all the stuff his dad is sending and texting me. And so in the middle of me saying that, I'm about to blow y'all mind. My son goes, mommy. As daddy is he bringing Jasmine? And I'm like, who is that, Kingston? Kingston says, as daddy. So, of course, I ask my ex and he ignores the question. He projects and changes the subject. What did I tell y'all we, we were talking about? Okay, we're talking about what happens when you fall for old shit that is on the same shit. And he comes, he picks up our son to have his weekend with him. I just was at a space where I was like, okay, let me put my, my wall back up because I allowed someone into my space who I thought did the work that I've been doing, you know, that has been working on themselves, that has been doing the transformative work necessary to be in my space. And so my son goes off with his dad. My son comes back. His dad calls me. Hey, did you tell Kingston that we were getting married? And I'm like, huh? I didn't talk to him about that. I said, let so you guys, I told y'all I'm being very naked and unashamed. I'm going somewhere with giving you my story. So I go and I talk to Kingston. I say, Kingston, 
why would you tell daddy I said we were getting married? My baby goes, I didn't tell it to daddy. I said, well, who did you tell it to? My baby goes, I told it to Jasmine because she thinks she's my daddy's girlfriend. I said, huh? So I call this bastard at this point because that's how I'm feeling like he's a bastard. And I have a few choice words with him. And I'm like, so you lied to me. Why would you lie like that? I thought we were in a much better space. Okay. And we just did this podcast episode. And now I'm feeling like everything is a lie. So immediately you guys, I block, you know, block social media, block my phone. Don't contact me. And I put some new boundaries in place with him. I'm like, hey, moving forward, you tried to bring negative energy to my home. I'll have to meet you for you to get your son because I don't like what you did. And so there's a part of me that's upset with him as a woman, but then there's a part of me that's concerned as a mother. And as a mother, I had concerns. I'm like putting myself in this lady's shoes. I said, how would I feel if, if I'm with this person and I know how that feel because I've been that woman. That was one of the reasons I left him. But how would I feel if this baby says this to me and it's about a woman I've never met. I've met her child. I don't know anything about this woman. This woman doesn't know anything about me. So I reach out to him and I say, listen, now that I know the truth about your situation. Okay. Kingston told me you don't live where you say you live. You know, Kingston told me, I just, I just spill it all out to him. And he still is playing down the fact of what his situation is. And I'm like, so you're just lying. I said, I tell you what, I'm not concerned about what we did. Let's just make that water under the bridge. We're both grown. We're adults. What I'm concerned about now is I don't want to have this woman thinking that my son is coming over and it's one way. And then my son could possibly be looked at or mistreated. You guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm being raw and real. Okay. So I told him, I said, I think you should do an introduction. We should meet. I don't want there to be a misunderstanding because I had no clue that this person was in your life. On one aspect, I'm dealing with that and how that made me feel. On another aspect, this whole situation was like a monkey wrench thrown emotionally, mentally, because I end up exploring a road with someone that I already know what it's like to travel with them. And I made this decision and I found myself feeling as though I was repeating a cycle and I took control of the situation because one thing I know is that I control the narrative of my life. I took tr control of the situation 
and pulled myself out of the situation. However, I still had to unpack the feelings that I felt. I felt disrespected. I felt as though I was not being valued. I felt as though it did not matter that I had been taken through so much previously. And I wanted to share this because so often the world will look at women who are single mothers and they're labeled bitter baby mamas and things like that. But nobody really knows what half of those women are dealing with behind closed doors because who wants a broken family? Nobody wants a broken family. But the reality is sometimes things need to be broken up so something better can be built. And I've made peace with that. And I found myself asking myself a few questions. And so if you have listened to me so far and you can relate, not only can you relate, maybe you're finding yourself right now, this is your reality. And you're trying to find out how can you release I want you to take a self-assessment the same way I took a self-assessment because there was some shit that I needed to own. Again, this is on your shit podcast. And so I had to ask myself, how do I break this repetitive cycle? Because if you don't identify what, why, or when in that situation, you can get out of the connection with that person or the attachment with that person and find yourself in a similar attachment with somebody else. And I refuse to allow that to happen. So I said, it's time for me to take a self-evaluation. It's time for me to do some self Awareness. It's time for me to do some mindfulness work within myself so that I don't journey this road ever again. And I had to ask myself, why are you holding on to a situation or a relationship that doesn't serve your best self? Because although all those years had passed, part of me was still holding on to the possibility of what if this person finally makes the change that I want them to make. And you cannot hold on to someone whimsically um, hoping that things will get better. You will have given someone the best years of your life doing so, missing out on a greater blessing we hold on to things that god we hold on to not only things but people that god is telling us to release and sometimes we do it out of out of fear sometimes we hold on out of because it's comfort it's comforting i mean it's familiar or we've invested so much and we hold on and i had no idea emotionally Physically, I had let go, but emotionally, I was still holding on. 
And once that situation happened, it helped me come to the realization that that is what I was doing. Just asking myself that. Sitting down and just pouring my, at the moment, it wasn't pain, it was disappointment. I poured my disappointment on the paper and, 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 and got a breakthrough. The next thing I asked myself is, could I pops, could I possibly be connected to someone that is codependent on me as much as, and, and maybe I'm codependent on them? Because again, that relationship was something that was developed during a traumatic experience in my life. We were already dating. Um, we were together, we were in a relationship, I got pregnant, things went really fast. And then in the midst of that, I lost everything. And he was the one person that was there for me doing my trauma. And if you're not careful, you can form attachments that are based on trauma. And those attachments are called trauma bonds. And what happens in the trauma bond is... It's the turmoil that brought you together. And so if you heal and the other person doesn't heal, the attachment is is no longer an attachment for you. You're looking to be more connected. But if that other individual has yet to heal, it's just a codependent attachment. And so because I was more familiar with the codependency of being able to latch on to one another when things were hard that happened emotionally so physically I had let go but emotionally it was time for me to set myself free so I want you to ask yourself that because the thing is you can't stay in a situation where both parties aren't prepared to do the work you can never stay in a situation where both parties are not prepared to do the work. That is with any relationship, whether that is friendship, whether that is a business partnership, a love relationship, a marriage. Both parties have to be willing to do the work. For you men and women who may be listening, who find yourself Exhibiting the bad behavior that I expressed that my ex exhibited because I watched this man do this in several relationships and it's a pattern. It's a repetitive, very toxic, very bad pattern that he repeats and he doesn't even see, he doesn't see it that way. Um, but if you find yourself rocking those shoes, I want you to know that it is okay to take some self-inventory. It is okay for you to ask yourself, are you truly ready for love? And are you ready to be in a committed relationship? Because sometimes it's you're not. You should not be. Sometimes the person that you need to commit to is yourself. Sometimes the person you need to love 
is yourself. You can never be in a satisfying or fulfilling relationship until you fill your own voids. Another question I want you to ask yourself is, have you closed all doors to the past? Could it possibly be that you can't move on with your future because you have not closed all doors to the past? And in my assessment, in my inventory, I did this, I did this pro versus con, this what's positive versus what's negative. And not only did I do a self-evaluation on myself, I evaluated what did I value about him and what was positive concerning my connection to him. Because again, what I said earlier was me working through removing all relationships that were attachments and only holding on to the relationships where I felt connected in alignment divinely okay and when I did that I noticed it was a lot of doors from the past that remained open so if you are dating and you have yet to release and close the doors with those men or those women of your past you need to ask yourself why why are you holding on to being connected with them, rather it's socially, rather it's emotionally, especially if it's emotionally. If it's emotionally, you need to gather yourself. You need to gather all the pieces of yourself and, and, and get to a place of wholeness before you date or be with anybody. Okay. I also want you to ask yourself, have you fully healed from the people who have hurt you? prior to dating because in order to love in the present you need to be healed in your right now moment you need to be healed from the past and you need to be free of the past mentally emotionally spiritually gotta gather yourself I want to close out with just a word, okay? And this is for both the men and women because this is not an attack on a man. This is more so an assessment of myself, a transparency of what happened when I made that decision. It, it kind of distracted, it distracted me. It took me off my focus because emotionally I needed to deal with what I was dealing with emotionally. But I want you to know something. Those of you who find yourself in these habitual games, um, exhibiting these bad behaviors, when a woman or a man knows that he or she has not gone through the rite of passage into manhood or womanhood where he or she has learned to die to one's own selfish desires. It is unfair and extremely selfish to take up space in someone else's life 
who you're not prepared to commit to, and who you're incapable of loving. Because love is an action verb. It is not just something we say. It is also unfair to hold on to someone's heart, their energy, their body, just to supply your own sexual desires when the hunger or that codependency within you for that person comes over you. It's unfair. Oh, what happens when you fall for old shit that is on the same shit? I'll tell you what happened. <laughs> what happened is you find out that it's still some shit present that you need to unpack. And that's what we do over here at On Your Shit Podcast. This has been your favorite big sis, King Nicole. And until next time, On Your Shit People. If you're interested in being a guest on the Own Your Shit podcast, feel free to send your information over to our email address at info at O-W-N-Y-O-S-H-I-T dot com. That's info at ownyourshit.com. Tonight's wonderful event has been brought to you by none other than Stronger Than My Struggle.